Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience, a podcast confronting current events, politics, comedy, and calamity, all from the perspective of a trans titaness. She's a verbal black belt, skilled in the art of roasting, the hellmouth, doomsayer, CEO of the Amazon position. Here's your host, Cameron Ellen Terrell. Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience. My name is Cameron Ellen Jarrell, a.k.a. Tranos. Say that shit with your whole chest or I'll bang you out in the bow section of Walmart. Today's show, seeing as though there's been a lot of uproar, I did an episode, um, last episode was kind of about um, how I felt about the Dave Chappelle stand-up special. And I noticed since then that it's just been a lot of like full court like cucking for Dave Chappelle by transphobes, especially white men. I really want to address you during this episode. But before we get into that, this episode is brought to you by the pairing of music and marijuana. Today's strain is Lemon Haze. Today's song is Beginning of the End by Spineshank. Really huge song in my youth. Um, got me hyped for a lot of fights that I were in. And that's what I'm getting ready for now. I'm getting ready for a verbal altercation with whoever's listening to this who happens to think opposite of what I'm about to say. This one's for you. Once again, this is Tranos and the Lived Experience. This is the show that will definitely bum weed off of you until you get mad about it. Stop fronting. Get, get paper. So back to what I was saying. I've been noticing a lot of things going around lately about like articles and um, specifically white cis men talking about how they believe that Dave Chappelle is being canceled. Once again, we have to talk about cancel culture with a bunch of people because they like bringing that up when accountability comes into play. So I'm going to ask this question. How the fuck is Dave Chappelle been canceled? He's been interviewed by every magazine. He got to sit down with David Letterman after this. Um, He's got a documentary movie coming out in a month where he's going to make more money, pretty much like exploiting his transphobia for pay. And you're all going to buy it and watch it. And you're going to tell us how thought provoking and funny it was. Now, here's my thing. This is how I can tell that you don't really think what's being said is hilarious. You just agree with what's being said about trans people. When you watch a comedy special, like you you get a general gist for, for how hilarious it is if it becomes part of your weekly lexicon afterwards. If you crack jokes, if you have one-liners or phrases that come from it. Literally, I keep getting people telling me how, how hilarious it is when I ask them to repeat a joke. You can't do it in real life. You know why you can't do it in real life, you fucking asshole? You can't do it in real life when you're standing around the presence of a trans person or anyone who might support trans people. You can't do it because it's not acceptable. What Dave Chappelle said, none of it was acceptable. And the only reason why you laughed about it is because you got to hear your transphobia in your inner dialogue being um, transcribed to you by someone famous. You can't tell me a punchline. You can't tell me a premise. Literally, what you'll come up with is that trans women have dicks, um, that trans vagina isn't real, um, that it's cool to talk about dead trans people 
and to make fun of them even after their death. It's even cooler to misgender them, specifically in premises that aim towards their children. You'll also say that, like, you'll probably, like, come back with one of the premises of, like, black queer people don't exist because you're riding with that now. We're acting like black and queer people are not an intersectionality that fucking exists on this planet. We're acting like the entirety of the queer population is white people. Um, the cool thing about the LGBTQIA is that, like, it literally has a representative from every culture. There's literally representation of queer people in every culture. But we specifically act like if we offend and aim at certain demographics within the trans community, we, we act like we can just have it all written away by the word of a singular white person. And most of the time, this white person that we have to, like, wait to make their, like, um, put their weight in on it is a tokenized white woman, uh, trans woman, or a cis man, which just makes absolutely no sense to me. Uh, getting back to, like, my Facebook feed in the last week, um, shout out to problematic Buffalo wrestling fans um, proving once again that not only are you one of the most racist uh, kinds of people in New York State, you're also one of the most transphobic because that's where I'm getting most of this stuff. It's white men, white cis men trying to explain to trans people, and I'm going to I'm going to quote it. Unless you watch the whole thing for the message at the end, I don't want to hear your opinion. What message? Someone please tell me what the message was at the end that you can be problematic for 37 minutes and then you can just swipe back over it with bullshit fencing. Cause that's what it was. It was oh, um, gay people are kind of uh, black people are kind of jealous of gay people. It was also like oh, Daphne would have loved that joke, but she's not here to actually attest to that. Um, Cause she, she ended her life based upon the strife and transphobia that trans people have to deal with on a daily basis. And I know everyone's gonna be like, but he gave her child money after she died. Like I mean, that's great. That's great. You're still a fucking transphobe. I've had people, white people within the trans community, totally be racist to me and then offer me money in lieu of forgiveness. Like, oh, like I did this wrong. So I like donated money to you on the low. And now that you're calling me out on my racism, I'm going to bring up the money that I like tried to donate or give you. Uh, um, um, you know what I'm saying? Anonymously. All of a sudden, I can't be anonymous anymore because you're calling me out on some shit. So that's the same thing Dave Chappelle just did. He got called out on his second fucking comedy special for being a transphobe and for tokenizing a white trans woman. So he paid some money to her children after she died. He also like downplayed like her work ethic. He also um, claimed that she was a shitty comedian. He uh, made a joke about telling her child that she was a great father which not necessarily won't necessarily be true i mean like maybe daphne didn't want to be called that by her child maybe they had a discussion that you're not aware of so just to assume that that's what you can say about daphne to her child is like the fucking coldest shit ever and people were giggling about it and let's not skim over the fact that the motherfucker said that he's a whole turf i believe him I believe him. Other than that, like, I don't have to argue with you. When someone declares what they are, like, I believe them. For the most part, if your actions line up with what you're saying, I believe you. Dave Chappelle's actions line up with his declaration of being a turf. All of them line up, except for the fact that he's just willing to punch a woman in the face um, as long as she's queer. 
but you don't want to talk about that. Uh, a, a lot of these white dudes are like, oh, he made fun of everybody. I mean, for a second, guys, um, I just want to ask, like, hey, white dudes, can you shut the fuck up in conversations that you're not really meant to be involved in? I know you've been involved in everything since the beginning of, like, strife and, 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 and you know what I'm saying, and massaging because you helped create all of those things. But, like, really, like, sometimes just shut the fuck up. I find that white cis men, on average, are super willing to debate your existence with you. They believe that there's a counterpoint to what you are. White men are the only men on this planet who who think that way. They think that they can argue who you are. They think that there's counterpoints to existence. How fucking entitled. And, and there's, there's no gift more white than entitlement. I got this kid, he followed me for about uh, almost my entire career. Uh, every once in a while, he'd make a problematic racist comment and I'd check him. Every once in a while. I found that the respect for me was a lot um, more intense when he thought I identified as a male. Because I identified, he thought I identified as a black male, he was less likely to retort. But now that I'm that I identify truthfully as who I am and what I really am, a trans woman, he felt the need to bark. Well, not even bark, because it was a cowardly exchange, to be totally honest with you. He said some shit that I found problematic. I checked him, which I'm going to do every fucking time I see something problematic. If you're in my circle or you call yourself a friend or a fan and you think you're just going to wax problematic in front of me, you are fucking sadly mistaken. And I don't give a shit about losing fans. I don't even care about being removed from wrestling anymore. I don't give a shit. I've had to deal with so much transphobia, specifically from white men in wrestling communities and wrestling fandom. I've had to deal with so much shit from them that I don't even give a shit about never having to see them or touch a ring again. I don't. I got wrestling students who don't want to touch me because they're afraid of what I am. Uh, and it couldn't have anything to do with non-nuanced premises that like comedians have been doing for the last three years. I find it really uh, interesting and, and, and very intense that comedians will disappear off the face of the earth for four or five years. And then when they need that check, trans people become the premise that they have to start with. Damon Wayne's whack ass did it. Dave Chappelle's whack ass did it. And y'all out here cone signing on some shit that really wasn't even fucking funny. I was a long time Dave Chappelle fan, long time Dave Chappelle fan. I said that last episode and then I realized when he walked away from his show, The Chappelle Show, he walked away from it because his premises were being weaponized by white people. He didn't like that happening. He didn't like the fact that white people were laughing too hard at his racist jokes and then adopting and co-opting them. So he stopped doing the show. He moved to Africa. The whole media machine spun this thing about him being crazy and him disappearing and him being irresponsible, him possibly being on drugs. He disappeared off the face of the earth for seven years. The media did that to him, and y'all believed him. Now he's back with transphobic jokes, and y'all on his dick. Y'all a bunch of cucks, for real. What you're doing is you're stating that this man got canceled, and I'm asking you how. I'm asking you how. He deliberately canceled black queer people. He did it in two, he did it in two specials. He talked about queer people like the intersectionalities of black and queer don't exist. 
the reason why we're saying he punched down is because he didn't take into account that his nuance won't be carried on when those jokes are repeated with drunk people, with problematic people, when people get emboldened in spaces where there's a singular trans person. He didn't think about the fact that those things are happening. And you're not thinking about them either because you probably be part of the mob to help attack a trans woman in that situation. That's why you're agreeing with him. That's why you find it so funny because you're a fucking coward. The thing I respect about Dave Chappelle is at least he's being transphobic out in the open. He's not co-signing to someone else's shit, but you are. And if you feel some type of way about what I'm saying, then, then move this furniture around, do something about it. Because at this point in time, like I'm pretty sure with the way things have been going throughout 2021, with it creeping up on 45 trans women being murdered, trans women of color being uh, murdered this year, I'm I'm pretty sure that like I have to walk with my head on a swivel all the time, so I'm prepared for whatever bullshit you might bring to the table. And if you're just willing to have that conversation, you want to have a conversation with me. I'm not hard to find. I'm not. I'm walking out here in nature as a trans person with a target on her back. And I'm surrounded by fucking sheep people, fucking plebeians. Your, your thoughts and comments aren't even original. The same thing that you're saying now could be was parroted, Like you're being a parrot. The same thing that you're saying now is what problematic ass white men were saying back in the 80s when they would make fucked up jokes about black and everything else. Every trope was created by them. Every single trope about every other ethnicity was created by white men. So of course they're gonna step up to tell us what is and what is not transphobia. I mean, you created it, but you've never experienced it, so you really can't. Ain't that right, Mike Zybala? Coward. So what you did was, you told everybody we're blowing everything out of proportion. You then went into this diatribe about how cancel culture is just a bandwagon now. But when somebody approached you about it and wanted to talk to you about it, you didn't even respond for two days. What you did was you posted two articles. Now this is the audacity of white men. Listen closely. You posted two articles written by white cis people explaining to trans people how what Dave Chappelle said wasn't transphobic because they said so. Don't worry, I'm standing here like in dumb, as dumbfounded as the listeners are. That You did that? That's the most like cowardly, uh, insensitive, entitled thing I've ever said. You also left a small message with some counterpoints. A white man believing that there are counterpoints to an experience that he has never had. That's par for the course for white dudes. I mean, I know everybody's kind of gasping right now, but we really aren't surprised. Are you really surprised? Are you surprised that a white man would think that way? Not to mention the fact that when you go to his comment thread, it's just a bunch of problematic ass white women who are just co-signing with him. We're not real, we're too sensitive, just gaslighting. You know, the same thing that white sips men do to white women when they, when they call out assault or the same thing that white cis men do to um, white white women when they're fighting for abortions. That's why y'all out there fighting on your own, by the way, because 55% of you decided that um, saddling at the table of patriarchy was worth your reproductive rights. That's why you're standing in those crowds alone because you duck and you co-sign on things that endanger other minorities. And then you want us to swing to your defense. 
for all of this Dave Chappelle's being canceled. The only people I see being canceled in this situation currently is trans and non-binary people, specifically, more specifically, trans and non-binary people of color. We're the one got to walk past barbershops and hear uh, <laughs> pulled apart Dave Chappelle quotes. We're the one who have to be entered into conversations where we're being asked if we watch something that everyone knows will cause us some kind of harm or trauma. Look, you calling people sensitive for things that you've never had to or to deal with since my coming out, since I came out as a trans person. Like it literally the day after, like it was literally, I came out um, on a September night and then I had to go to work the next morning. I called my job. I told them everything that was going on. I told them about um, my background. I explained to them why my medical or, were closed when they, um, when they did a background check. I explained all of that to them. They stated everything was gonna be cool. I was at work for 13 days before I was fired after that. Uh, I have been accosted in bathrooms more than 100 times. I have been assaulted at work three times. I have been uh, uh, trans bashed by a group of six men. I have been sexually assaulted by said six men who were attacking me for being an abomination that they somehow became attracted to. Uh, that includes a large grouping of like large um, bovine brained white men. Um, uh, I have to deal with not being welcome around certain family members. I have to deal with the fact that some of my relationships fell apart just because I exist. Not because like I did anything to anyone, but because of what I am. And you have the absolute nerve to all to, to pay money to sit in a room and hear uh, your transphobia magnified by someone who's just better at storytelling. This person didn't just say a grouping of transphobic things. They just learned how to tell stories and they weren't even that good. And then for you to have the caucasity, <laughs> the sheer force of ignorant will to tell me that I'm being too sensitive for not wanting to hear joke premises that I have to live in real life. That's above and beyond that's some buzz light year bigotry right there straight bullshit and i'm calling you out on it like i always have i've noticed that nobody hears what i'm saying i i i i generally get that when i say something real that it's only going to affect people who truly care about the plight of others and i don't just speak about trans rights i speak about women's rights i speak about indigenous rights i speak about blatant misogyny i speak about the lack of education i speak about inequity in housing i speak about a lot of things but you boil it all down to me being sensitive about the plight of a group of people who the world has been trying to erase since they figured out what we were Take it for what it is. Um, I would say that I'm disappointed, but like, once again, I'm not surprised. The amount of my so-called friends, if if you are listening to this by chance, and uh, this will be the first time that you hear this, I blocked you because you can't be in my circle and I can't feel safe around you if you think that it's okay for that kind of shit to constantly happen. And that you can't see the ties between nuance and punchlines 
and punishment for existing. Everybody's talking about Dave Chappelle being canceled. I'll tell you who got canceled from Netflix. The trans employees who stated that what they had to deal with there was transphobic. That's who got canceled. People who had an opinion on how it would impact their lives told their job that they felt uncomfortable with what was being done and they were fired for it. That's 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 a canceling, correct? Or you would call that accountability, right? Because you're going to say, oh, they weren't supposed to talk about it because it's their job and they won't. Well, we can't separate work and home when the work that we have to like encounter has to do with us, be our being, our existence. You can't work at the NBA and say something wholly racist and not expect someone to get fired, right? But you can do it at Netflix. You could do it at CNN. You could do it at a plumbing station. You could do it at gas stations. You could do it at McDonald's. There's no safe spaces where we get to sit and be entertained where we don't become the punchline. And sometimes, I get it, jokes are supposed to be funny. There are ways to tell jokes, but to center your jokes around the things that you know will become a problem, around the tropes that have gotten people killed, that's just punching down. And people are really tired of trying to explain that to cis men. Now, I didn't forget about you black cis men. Little Boosie out here, <laughs> Little Boosie out here mad at Lil Nas X, uh, which keeps his eye off of trans people. But let's not forget, he was attacking the Wade family's child. He was attacking Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union's child because she's trans. A barrage of comments, cursing and making comments. He even admitted to like paying for some women to sexually assault his children to make sure they're not gay. Y'all have an affinity for turning us into predators while being the actual predators. I know you mad that I said that shit, but I said it with my whole chest and tell me where the lie is. You will hide your kids away from uh, Auntie Cam. You'll hide your kids away from uh, your cousin Antonio and his partner or his roommate. But y'all won't hide your kids from the pedophile in the family. Right? White men. Oh, stand and call gay people all kinds of sick. We're sick. We're twisted. We're demented. We're deceivers. But last time I checked statistically, when it comes, you guys are the sexual assault champions of the universe of all time. Rape and pillage. Rape and pillage is what you do. Once you get into large groups, there are good men. But when you get there, there's a, there's a singular good man out there and there's good men out there but when you get groupings of men together generally people get hurt y'all scared of being in bathrooms with trans people and y'all the dangerous ones you get to sit around and make these fucked up jokes and act like they don't affect people tell me the joke because when i listened to bo burnham there were things that he said that were hilarious and I can remember them. I can remember the nuance of them. I can remember what he was really saying, what he was really thinking, because it wasn't some arbitrary thing where he just buried people and waited to the end to say something loosely connected to it. Everything was intricate. It was actual art. It wasn't just an exercise in getting money off the backs of transphobes. He's going to skyrocket as long as he talks about trans people. And then when you guys get tired and want to move on to something else, he'll fall back to wherever he was before he came back.
two years ago, three, no, three years ago, Dave Chappelle was doing comedy on YouTube and, and stand up nights where he was just kind of walking up and doing it. He was just like, not like not really into doing comedy anymore because he felt like people were just going to take advantage of his jokes. But now he doesn't care if they take advantage of his jokes because the check was big enough. He doesn't care if it's co-opted this time because the jokes weren't aimed at black people. They were aimed at the LGBTQIA, more specifically, black LGBTQIA people because we all know that in the grand scheme of the things that trans people have to deal with in society, that trans people of color deal with it more often and die more often from it than any other race. We know that for certain. But y'all keep Chappelle show capping out here all you want to. Oh, I found it to be hilarious. What part? Because in 112 minutes of stand-up special, 37 of those minutes were about trans existence. And no, at no time during that 37 minutes did he admit that there was an intersectionality of black and trans or black and queer or black and non-binary or indigenous and queer or indigenous and trans or indigenous and non-binary. He literally just boiled down being white and LGBTQ to that's the flavor that it is and that they shouldn't feel so oppressed because of the progression that they've made. So in like 42 states, we still can't, we still don't have job protection. Every state in the United States has misgendered a trans person's death this year. There are no rules or, or laws protecting the desecration of, of a trans corpse or the changing of a dead trans person's name after death. We die at alarming rates and when people are out here marching, which I also brought up um, during the George Floyd period, Daniel Prude and George Floyd, when I brought that up that like black men are dying, but so are cis black women and trans people at the hands of police officers. Trans women are sexually assaulted in encounters for police all the time. We're fetishized, demonized, and now we're being gaslit for not wanting to sit around and take it anymore. And to you motherfuckers out here using terms like heterophobia, like I'm, that's giving off reverse racism to me. Once again, falling back on one of my older episodes, you wanna go check it out, it's called Borrowed Oppression. It is the only time where black people get to harness white supremacy to be problematic towards what they view as a lower minority. You're playing the minority hierarchy game. I hate to break it to you, but in the grand scheme of things, uh, you're, if you're not white, the plan is to oppress you. No matter if you look down on me, no white supremacist is going to give you an extra cookie because you were mean to a trans person for using the oppression that was used against you on someone else. You're not going to get any cookie points for it. It's not going to be like a fucking bowl of fucking nugs on the table. No one's going to want to sit down and, and rip bongs with you because you did that. But you still perform it constantly. Little Boosie's infatuation with Little Nas X is more than problematic. It was written in the stars. It's a jealousy of the freedom that Little Nas X possesses. And with Dave Chappelle, it's the same thing. It's a jealousy of the freedom that the trans existence could possess. I'm free to finally be who I am.
And because of that, I am so powerful. Trans people are so powerful. Because for years, the power of us was so feared that there was just this machine that still exists today that just wanted to destroy our existence. The tropes and the punchlines are part of the history of what has happened to us. And because you're not familiar with it, because you believe there's this huge expanse between us, between me being a trans woman and me being a black body, you feel somehow gypped in the oppression hierarchy. And those feelings should stay your feelings. Your feelings and your opinions have driven a wedge in the community that already has a wedge in it. I am black. I'm going to ask you again, like I did in the previous four or five episodes I've done about subjects like this. When you say black lives matter, do you mean mine? And to white men, when are y'all going to take a seat on the bench and just let somebody else like rock for a minute? When y'all just going to sit back and just like take a break on being problematic. I guarantee you nobody asked for your opinion, Mike. I swear to you, nobody asked. Look, you're not a critic. You're not Siskel and Ebert. Nobody has ever went to Mike Zabala and was like, was this thing funny? Never. No one. You're a fucking cornball. A, 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 a lifetime fan of all things fandom. And you live vicariously through other men. The reason why you were so up and, and, and Adam about making your comments about Dave Chappelle on social media is because you are not brave enough to make them on your own. You need the validity of someone like Dave Chappelle because you've always been insignificant. You've always been insignificant because it's your pedestal at the top of the hierarchy as mediocre white man. No one's ever checked you for being a fucking idiot. You are socially awkward. You are, you are out of touch. You are highly entitled. You are very privileged. And because of all of those things, you are ignorant. And because someone tried to teach you something about their existence and you thought that like <laughs> searching for like social media news to back up what you were saying was going to do something, you did nothing. You did nothing but prove that you are a transphobe. And at the same time, you're a hypocrite because I saw you walk around here talking about gay rights, this and gay rights, that. And we accept everybody and we like and we're inclusive and you're a fucking hypocrite. And instead of addressing me like I'm a human being. You post some articles and then you go radio silent. Don't go silent. Run your mouth. Look and, and do me a favor. Like. I've unfriended you already. I'm sure somebody will get this back to you that I mentioned your name because it's very rare that any woman calls out your name at any point in time. I'm sure when this gets back to you, you'll be upset about it. And I'm also very sure that you will do absolutely nothing about me saying anything about it. You put what you said in the public record. I'm allowed to speak about it. You interacted with me on a minimal basis, so I'm allowed to speak about it. Everything that I've said about you is based in truth. So I'm not really afraid of that. I was never afraid of any physical repercussions from anyone like you. 
you lived in my shadow while I was living in the shadow of a character that I created. Why don't you just hit the bench, bro? And take like a break from you from your opinion pieces. I guarantee you, like trans people, queer people, especially trans and queer people of color, don't give a fuck about what you have to say. We don't. You come from a existence that is like uh, not even fought for and and like b barely lived. You spent most of your your life following around indie wrestlers trying to be an edge lord. Congratulations, dickhead. And as much as I tried to be your friend over time, like as much as I tried trying to educate you every step of the way, trying to call you when you said problematic things like using the N word or making cauliflower and chicken jokes and watermelon jokes to black wrestlers saying, calling people brother for no reason, using Ebonics for no reason. I've, I've said things to you about all those instances, but this time you had the backbone to post articles. We can't call it a backbone actually. Can't. We can just call it a mindless retort from a problematic, mediocre white man. There's an overabundance of those kind of like retorts. Feeling the pedestal toppling underneath you and grasping at anything to make you feel like a big man again. Dave Chappelle did not get canceled. He isn't even being held accountable for what he did. And it, it will never happen as long as piss ants like fucking this dude and all these other fucking dudes. And like I said, I'm going to go back to this. Uh, if you are listening to this now and we are, are not friends anymore on your friends list, it's not a big deal to me because it was, wasn't a big deal to you. I unfriended you when I saw you saying it. I didn't have the time to educate you. I don't have the time to keep having these conversations over and over again. That's why this episode exists. I'm tired of having these kind of conversations with men in general. Cis men are a fucking problem. Everything has to be like the hard way. Accountability is not canceling. And if you fuck around and you get canceled, like if you fuck around and you get air quotes canceled, you probably deserve it. You probably deserve it because canceling only happens when there's no accountability. When there's no acknowledgement of wrongdoing. Everybody's done something wrong. I get that. Even myself, all of us have done something wrong. Difference between me and dudes like you, specifically talking, and when I say dudes like you, I'm talking to all cis men who have a problem with trans people's existence and thought the shit was funny. The difference between me and you is accountability is something that I seek on a daily basis because it's something that you're supposed to be striving towards to make yourself whole in this journey that's called life. At the end of the day, all you have is your spirit and your karma. And if you keep putting negative shit on your spirit, that's something you're going to have to answer with, with whatever God you believe in. But when I leave here, my slate going to be as clean as possible. Because I choose to live my truth, regardless of your ignorance. Because I try to spread love, regardless of your innocence. But there comes a time where I can't keep turning cheeks on you fucking transphobes. You can't stay in my circle talking shit like that. You can't be around me talking that way. You can't justify shit to me. So I'm going to answer this question for the rest of y'all assholes who are going to get on the internet this week asking, did everybody see it? Yeah, we all saw it. 
We had to because you kept asking us to, even though we told you we were already aware of what was being said, because it's nothing different from the second special. The second special that he did is the exact same as this one, except for he cleaned up some of the jokes. And when I say clean, I mean, edited them, found some new ways to set them up. And that's it. They're the same jokes. Y'all know when y'all got on Cat Williams a couple years ago because y'all said he kept doing the same fucking stand up. Remember that when y'all got on Cat Williams? Y'all not going to do that to Dave Chappelle because he's saying what you want to hear. Because you're a fucking transphobe. So once again, this episode was brought to you by the meeting of marijuana and music. The strain was Lemon Haze. This has been Tranos in the Lived Experience. My name is Cambrain Eline Jarrell, but you call me Tranos or I'll beat your grandmother's back in. Fucking transphobe.